Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Jeanine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Here we are. It's another Sunday, and I hope everybody is enjoying their Sunday so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City. I always say that because I do love New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. There's so much that happened this week in America Uh, Hurricane Ian uh, delivering a devastating blow in Florida, leaving a trail of devastation and human misery uh, in what could be a substantial loss of life. Floridians today, and our prayers go out to them, grappling uh, with the catastrophic damage after Ian ripped through uh, the state as a fourth strongest hurricane to ever hit Florida. Uh, The homes in Fort Myers Beach were damaged or destroyed from the surge. Boats are seen all through the streets. And more than 2 million people in Florida continue to remain without power. We watched dramatic water rescues throughout the week, uh, and they continue to be underway. Florida officials uh, are out there and prepared. Uh, And there's no question that uh, Governor Ron DeSantis uh, was really all in on this ahead of time uh, with an incredible plan to make sure that people were able to escape and get out, to give them warning, to let them know where they could go. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Ian wasn't done uh, on Thursday. There's still more that's gone on, and uh, our heart goes out to those people who have lost everything. And as someone who has been through a flood myself, I can tell you that the devastation is horrible. The loss of everything that people uh, are, have lived with, their furniture, their bed, their clothes, uh, the mementos, the, the, the pictures, uh, the family uh, uh, things handed down from generation to generation, gone, destroyed. And let me tell you, the wind is one thing, but the water is a real destroyer. They can dry things out, but the stench and the smell will never go away. Uh, and so our heart goes out to everyone in Florida. But, of course, the left, we're not going to uh, waste a crisis. And the left piled on with climate talks and a hatred of Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, the truth is that everyone from Don Lemon uh, to Amy Klobuchar, she was a candidate for president, folks, as well as uh, Joy Behar, who isn't the brightest bulb around. They all trashed Governor DeSantis. The man is doing an incredible job, but they had to turn it into politics and make it all about climate change. And Amy Klobuchar, the senator who ran for president, said that this is why the Democrats have to win in November. Can you believe this? They haven't even 
counted the number of people who have died. They haven't counted the number of fatalities. And a Democrat United States senator is trashing Governor DeSantis and saying, we've got to get Democrats in charge or else this is going to happen again. Really? You're going to stop a hurricane? Amy Klobuchar and Don Lemon talking to, from CNN, who's talking to someone from uh, uh, from NOAA, from the crisis headquarters. He's saying, well, this is all about climate change. And the scientist that he's talking to says, now let's talk about what's going on right now. And so scientists are out there talking about this, and Don Lemon wants to make it all about climate change. So this is, guys, an indication of what's going to happen if the Democrats do get in charge. And this week, we continued to watch crime get out of control across America. But in the midterms, uh, in the midterm race between Senator, uh, uh, those running for senator in Pennsylvania, John Fetterman and Mehmet Oz, that race is getting tighter, folks. Uh, Fetterman is losing ground and Oz is gaining ground. Uh, as uh, it, it appears that, like Letitia James, who is not willing to debate uh, Michael Henry, who's running for attorney general in New York, it appears that John Fetterman, running for United States Senate in Pennsylvania, consistently uh, resisted debating Mehmet Oz, but he's agreed to do so now on October 25th. Mind you, voting st- voting started in Pennsylvania on September 19th. So, uh, you know, it is very indicative of what we're seeing across the country where Democrats don't want to be put on the spot as it relates to their stance on things like the border crisis madness, on things like crime that is overtaking the city, uh, the cities across America, And, uh, you know, we are constantly, constantly reading headlines of people being victimized by individuals who've been released on the Democrat socialist ideal of releasing everybody. Don't let anyone stay in jail. And as a result, innocent Americans who are in no way provoking uh, any kind of confrontation end up being stabbed to death like an EMT worker in New York City or being stomped on the ground that we're seeing all over the country. And I'm not even talking about the economic crime. So in the United States right now, we've got uh, a lot going on. These midterms are going to be extremely important. Uh, and we are going to hear from a candidate running against Letitia James, who is the attorney general in New York, who said that when she ran for office, that people are people are going to know her because she's going to go after Donald Trump. And I don't care if you like him or you don't like him. The job of the attorney general is to represent the people of the state of New York and not to engage in political agendas. But not Letitia James. Her job is to engage in a political agenda. And she doesn't want to debate Michael Henry. Uh, and hopefully the New Yorkers will see through that. We're also going to hear on this show from uh, the congressman uh, and hopefully um, a new majority leader, uh, and that will be Kevin McCarthy. 
Uh, he's going to talk about what the Republicans have in mind uh, if they are able to win the House. And uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to join us later as well on the show. Uh, he has a lot of great ideas that I know that you're going to be very interested in. So all of that is up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. It'll make a big difference. That's T, the number two, T.org. Up here next on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, we will be speaking with New York Attorney General candidate Michael Henry and Congressman Kevin McCarthy coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Jeanine Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Bureau. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is the candidate for attorney general in the state of New York. I want you to join me in welcoming Michael Henry to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. I want you to remember that name, folks, Michael Henry. He is a candidate for the attorney general's position in New York State. That is the chief law enforcement officer. That is the people's attorney. That is the position where someone who is an attorney fights for you, whether it's on the civil side or the criminal side. And right now, we have an attorney general, Letitia James, whose sole focus, mind you, from the time she ran for office four years ago was to destroy Donald Trump. Now, I don't care if you like Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump. There are certain ethics, and I know because I ran for office five times, including for attorney general. You cannot run for office on a hate platform where you will use your office as a as a jumping off point to find wrongdoing in search of a crime so right now we've got the real deal again his name is michael henry michael welcome to the judge janine tunnel to towers foundation show now i understand michael you're a son of a retired mount vernon detective uh so Mm -hmm. i guess i guess law enforcement's in your blood yeah Yes, my father was on the job in Mount Vernon. He was uh, a homicide detective. And, you know, this is something from a young age. You know, he had a very rough area that he patrolled. So, yeah, it is in my blood. And, you know, I take a lot of pride in the fact that my dad served the people of Mount Vernon. Well, and I'm proud of him, too, because I was D.A. when he was in Mount Vernon. But let's talk about what is your plan to uh, as attorney general? What are you telling the people of New York? Sure. I'm, I've been focusing on three things, crime, corruption, and the cost of living in this state. Uh, you look, I think that the people see a clear contrast where they understand that Michael Henry is going to prioritize victims' rights, Letitia James is going to prioritize criminals' rights. They see that Michael Henry is going to prosecute pay-to-play corruption, and Letitia James is going to turn the blind eye to pay-to-play corruption. They see that Michael Henry wants to use that office and many of the bureaus to create an economic environment where businesses can flourish, and Letitia James wants to intimidate and have a, uh, intimidate business owners and have a hostile business climate. And what we have said is, number one, we want to push for the repeal of cashless bail. Number two, we want to work in conjunction with local district attorneys to make sure they have the resources they need. Number three, we want to actually introduce program bills to help get this crime crisis under control. 
And we will also look to prosecute pay-to-play corruption because what we see in, in this instance right now is we have a governor basically running for re-election with the taxpayer of New York subsidizing her re-election campaign. So these are the contracts. And if people want to learn more, they can go to michaelhenry4ag.com. All right, Michael, let's talk about what you – the first thing is crime. We, we, we know that crime is the overwhelming issue that concerns people. And you're the, third, the third leg of your, of your campaign in terms of the cost of living and the economic environment that you want to foster, right. uh, it cannot survive if crime is overwhelming. You know, if crime right. is taking over the streets, it's taking over businesses, too. Let's talk about cashless bail. Let's talk about the fact that we've got a governor who won't change it. How can you as attorney general change that? Right. The first thing I could do is use the bully pulpit. And actually, as a candidate, I've been working also to help get people elected to the legislature that support the full repeal. Uh, this law is not working. I, I know Letitia James recently said she needs to see more credible data before she'd revisit any changes. <laughs> Look, credi- credible data means more victims, Judge. You know this. Yes. One victim is one victim too many. And we see this is not working. The people of this city and this state are living in fear. And the criminals have this no fear, no consequence attitude where in some instances they're endorsing bail reform in the New York Post, in the Daily News. And what we need to do is take a step back. What I also could do is work and create program bills and introduce them to the legislature. We're the only state out of 50 states that does not have a dangerousness standard. That is ridiculous at this point. They don't take into account flight risk, criminal history. We've seen instances where people with serious, serious uh, backgrounds, whether it's sex crimes, whether it's mental health, just being released right back out onto our streets. And every day we open the paper and we see another story. And the worst part about it is that they're preying on the people that are most vulnerable, the elderly, women, Asian Americans, Jewish, mm-hmm. Jewish, Jewish New Yorkers. And mm-hmm. it's not just a New York City problem. It's a Rochester problem. It's a Buffalo problem. It's a rural problem. It's a suburban problem. So I would use the bully pulpit of the office to fight for the full repeal, not just the bail reform, of these discovery reforms, of these parole reforms, of the, the HALT Act and these other things that are putting uh, making the prisoners out of the correctional offices. And then I would introduce program bills to try and make the state legislature get okay. this under control because this is number one. Uh- All right. Andrew Cuomo is the latest poster boy for Albany corruption. And now we've got Kathy Hochul, who uh, is 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 engaging in pay to play. And we've got Letitia James, whose sole focus is Donald Trump. Letitia James should be in a position to investigate corruption. Will you do that as attorney general? Absolutely. And I think people see a contrast with me and her where she actually ran for office promising to find a crime to charge someone with and also declaring their guilt before she was even sworn in. And I think you know that that is completely unethical. And she is clearly the most political attorney general in in, in the country. But what we have here in New York, we have a company, Medical Answering Services, $100,000 in donations from the owner and his husband to Kathy Hochul and the New York State Democrat Party. They even held a fundraiser during a bidding process, which is a complete violation of state finance law, in my opinion. But guess what? Letitia James won't talk about this because she's accepted donations from the uh, the, uh, owner, Russell Maxwell. We've called on her return. She won't. This is a pattern with her. When Brian Benjamin, our lieutenant governor, was indicted, she was silent. Why was she silent? Because she was one of the biggest recipients Mm -hmm. of campaign cash from Gerald Migdal, the man at the center of the pay-to-play scandal. There's another company, $300,000 in donations, digital gadgets, given to Kathy Hochul. In return, the the son gets on the campaign campaign team, and they get a $600 million. Campaign, he gets a job. Yeah. 
yet, and a $637 million no-bid contract where we paid twice the price of California. This is a pattern here. Where okay, the stop, the right stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there, Michael. We pay twice the price of other people, for, and this is for a COVID test? COVID testing kits that were only made possible by the extension of the Emergency Powers Act, by Kathy Hochul extending the Emergency Powers okay. Act. Okay, so we paid the double the cost of a uh, the regular COVID test, and right. she gave a contract out without there being a bid based upon mm-hmm. emergencies, okay? Right. That is, I don't care if you are, uh, you know, a, uh, a rocket scientist or if you're a kindergarten teacher. That is, that is corruption. And she right. ends up taking campaign contributions and giving jobs based upon giving out a $637 million contract. Is that the amount? That's the amount, $637 million no-bid contract, like you said. No bid. Okay, folks, if that doesn't resonate with you, then I don't know what does. And the fact that she said nothing when her lieutenant governor was indicted is also an indication, as you say, Michael, that she is this is a woman who is not interested in justice. And you know what? When she comes out and says and even even Mayor Adams comes out and says, you know, crime release, commit a crime, then release. I mean, they don't care about the victims. If they cared about victims, if they cared about corruption, they would say something. But the ideology controls their every move and their commitment to the Democratic Party. Why is power so important to these people? I don't know, but what's troubling to me is even now you're no longer the DA, but every time you see a victim, the passion that you show, how 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 frustrates you, she never shows that. And this is a problem. And I've, I've always said, how could you be the chief law enforcement officer of a state when you do not believe in law enforcement? And the answer is simple. You can't. And I think that we have to have a climate where people feel safe because we have it's not only affecting people's safety. Stores are going out of business because they're either they're being ransacked, but they can't afford private security and people are fleeing New York. And there's a reason. And safety is the number one priority. And I think that the Democrat Party in the state has put ideology over everything else. And look, Letitia James, when she first ran for the city council, couldn't even get the Democrat nomination. She ran on the Working Families Party line and she's enthusiastically accepted their endorsement this year where their questionnaire said you cannot support any changes to cashless bail and you cannot accept police and correctional union support, which is why the state troopers just came out and endorsed me over Letitia James this cycle. There's, there's a clear contrast here, and I could just promise the people of this state that I'm going to prioritize their public safety, and our attorney general is going to prioritize basically the platform of the Working Families Party and the far left. And the fact that the police are supporting you, the fact that you have an incredible record as it relates to assets forfeiture, explain that to my listeners now. Sure. So I do two things. I primarily do commercial litigation where, you know, people basically steal, steal collateral, steal money from clients. And I go after, um, you know, replevin seizures, uh, you know, finding the money um, for, for my clients, it's kind of like being a civil prosecutor. And then I've also done asylum work for people who um, have come mainly from China, who were practicing Christianity and Catholicism and were persecuted for practicing that religion, which is another way I've been able to gain traction because I've had connections to Asian, Latino and other communities. And I'm just somebody that believes in fighting for people when, when their rights are, are, are taken away from them, or I believe in fighting for people when they're wrong. And, and that's something that I believe contrasts me with Letitia James. I'm not a career politician. I take pride in that. I'm a frustrated private citizen 
You see what one party control is doing to this state along with the COVID crisis. And I just said, enough's enough. I'm going to step on. I'm going to take on this fight. And my only goal is to be the best attorney general possible. I don't have any other political aspirations besides that. All right, uh, Michael Henry, candidate for attorney general in New York State, we thank you for joining the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Much luck to you, and we look forward to having you on again. Uh, And the sad part is Letitia James is too afraid to debate Michael Henry. You just heard him, folks, and I think you know why. Michael Henry, thank you. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a congressman representing California's 23rd District, but not just any congressman. Please join me in welcoming Kevin McCarthy to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Congressman, I know how busy you are. I know they just uh, uh, got you out of a busy meeting. And I'd like, though, to talk to you about the fact that we've got midterms coming up. uh, And there are many people who'd like to see you as the Speaker of the House, seeing as uh, Nancy Pelosi's been such a disaster but you have you have something new called the uh, commitment to america which is uh, somewhat like uh, newt gingrich's contract with america tell us what you think you can deliver if you get the house in november well judge first thank you for having me on it's always an honor to talk with you uh, well, uh, you're, thank you're you exactly right we have the commitment to america because It is a plan for a new direction for this country. We know what the Democrats have done. Their runaway spending has brought us inflation. Their defund the police has brought us crime. Opening up the border. Fentanyl is now the number one killer of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. We've got a government run amok where the DOJ goes after parents because they want to go to school board meeting. So what we have put together, a commitment to America, it has four main pillars, an economy that's strong, a nation that is safe, a future that is built on freedom, and a government that is accountable. And in each section, we go through what we'll actually do. An economy that's strong, we're going to stop the runaway spending to stop the inflation. We're going to make, our, make America energy independent, lower your gasoline price. In a nation that's safe, we're going to secure our border. You know what? We're not going to defund the police. We're going to fund 200,000 <laughs> new police officers and go after those prosecutors that won't uphold the law. Mm-hmm. Shine the light within there. A future that's built on freedom, we're going to have a, we have a parent's bill of rights so that your parents, mm-hmm. so the parents have a say in their kids' education. We're going to hold big tech accountable. And then you know what else we're going to do in a government that's accountable? Mm. We're going to preserve our constitutional freedms, but we're going to, go, we're going to hold these agencies accountable. Mm-hmm. DOJ that went after parents and called them terrorists. We want to know what happened in Afghanistan those last couple months, not listening oh. to the military. We want to know where COVID actually started. All these things, the check and balance they haven't done. That's just a few of the bills that we put forth because we want the American public to make a decision. They have a clear contrast in this election. The Democrats created these problems with no plan to fix it, and we have a plan for a new direction. Well, there's no question that, I mean, America, if if people are listening, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, if people are listening, I don't think there's anyone who doesn't recognize that we are at a uh, at a point where crime is so rampant that the victims are so random that, I mean, no one is safe. 
absolutely no one is safe. And this is a result of the Democrats, cashless bail, social justice. And by the way, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, I still don't know what social justice is. And I've been in criminal justice for more than three, three decades. But everyone understands how dangerous it is. And then it's got to frustrate you when all of a sudden you hear a couple of them come out and say, oh, I was never in favor of defund the police. When in 2020, all they did was watch the businesses burn down, police being burnt out of police precincts nobody's saying anything nobody's saying let's make sure that we round them all up and investigate and prosecute them i mean the hypocrisy congressman mccarthy that we see from washington is so stunning that americans are they just get turned off to it all and you wonder i mean clearly that that there is a problem in this country but the 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 desperation by so many democrats to simply lie and just say, oh, I was never against uh, uh, the police. I always believed in the police. And then you've got a Karine Jean-Pierre who says, oh, no, the president has always believed in funding the police. It's It's got to frustrate you. It's tremendously frustrating because they are hypocrites. They also say the border is secure. Ah. We know millions have come across. Fentanyl killing our children, 300 every single day. But they're hypocrites and they're liars. They started the defund movement, the police officers. They watched our cities burn. Portland still is, and they do nothing. They elect their woke DAs that won't uphold the law. You know, these businesses want to come back to work, and I've had many of them tell me, it's not because of COVID they don't come back to work. Their own workers are afraid to, to ride right. the, the subway system. Mm-hmm. And do you blame them? No. Do you blame them? What's not at all. In this community? Not at all. If anyone has their eyes open, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, they know that it's dangerous to go out on the street. Look, I, I work at Fox on 46, on, on 6 between 47 and 48. I will not walk to Saks, which is two blocks away. I just won't do it. Uh, you know, and right next to Saks is St. Patrick's. And there was somebody, you know, somebody shot someone there several weeks ago. So but the frustration that we all have and that we all carry, it continues as it relates. You talk about the border. I never heard president say the words fentanyl till about a couple of weeks ago when he said he was going to double the punishment how can you double the punishment congressman mccarthy if they let them away they let them out of jail as soon as they arrest them Uh, uh, do they think we're stupid beyond because (laughs) what they have done in lying to us you know, you raise a very good point. Just up in my district, and you've been there, the Central Valley of California. It's beautiful. They caught two individuals with, I don't just massive amounts of fentanyl. The sheriff right. there knows these two individuals are illegals, but they tell them, no, they live in Washington. So they get a ticket because of the California law. He's not able to ask if they're citizens or not. Because of Gavin Newsom and the Democrat liberals, they don't even – they don't even have to post bail. They're not even in jail. And do you think they showed up? But how many <laughs> thousands of Americans would they have killed had they not stopped it? Well, you know, I'm very familiar with that case. 
I'm very yeah. familiar with that case from California. The sheriff hit the ceiling. But, you know, let, let's talk about um, fentanyl for one more second before I go to Gavin Newsom. Um, look, the fentanyl, as you say, Congressman McCarthy, is killing 300 Americans a day between the ages of 18 and 45. It is an undeclared war by China against the United States with a money laundering operation in Mexico. The Biden administration says nothing other than this Mayorkas who says the border secure. Kamala Harris, who just embarrassed the United States this week, she doesn't know the difference between friend or foe or ally or enemy. And she says we're committed to North Korea. What an embarrassment. And the president doesn't know the difference between someone being dead or alive. He actually calls out someone who's dead that he issued a press release on because he knows they're dead. How stupid or crazy are these people? Where is the call for the 25th Amendment? I will tell you, you, you hit the nail on the head because <laughs> this, this this president has been elected in elected office for more than 40 years, and he's never even been to the border. And you know that if you look at that number 300, that's the equivalent of a full airliner crashing every single day. Wow. You know, if that happened just for a couple wow. of days, the whole country would say, we, we have a crisis. This president ignores it. He even encourages it to grow more. And all it does is empower China and makes these cartels richer. People coming across this border, we're catching people on the terrorist watch list. Absolutely. Why 78. Coming? Why are they coming here? What do they have planned? You know it from New York, what people do. Well, look, what I know, Congressman, from the years in, in law enforcement is they have set up a drug artery throughout the United States with these mules and with these drug dealers. It's already in place, and now the fentanyl is coming in. And the truth is that the Biden administration, whether it's the president or the ditz Kamala Harris, I'm sorry, and if anyone wants to take me on, I can give you 100 examples of how stupid this woman is. And, you know, the shame of it is that she is, you know, looked at it. Here she is, a woman, first vice president, who turns out to be a nincompoop. But what we've got are all these arteries set up. We've got it. The the Americans are dying. We're coming up now on Halloween. They're putting fentanyl in the candy. But I want to go back to Gavin Newsom for a second. Across the country, Congressman, you know, this commitment to America that you're promoting, and is it, what is the website? Are you still Save the House? What is that website no, you could just go commitment to america.com okay commitment to america.com all right but but we've got gavin newsom the slick back guy who runs to the west wing and throws his jacket over his shoulder when the president's out of the country doing a uh a pretty much like a, a catwalk on a runway saying gee don't i look good in front of the white house he's taking he's fighting with with the ron DeSantis. And all the left is coming out. They're criticizing Governor Ron DeSantis now. And they're saying that Ron DeSantis is, uh, you know, he's against climate change and he's part of the reason that we have hurricanes. And the hate on the part of the left is so unbelievable. You have to wonder how do Americans buy into this hate? The hate of Joe Biden, the 74 million that voted for the last president, the worst semi-fascists, semi-Nazis, whatever we are. We're not a country of hate. We are not, but they're doing that to us. They are. And, you know, 
I think Ron DeSantis has shown the rest of the governors how to be a governor during a crisis. He's prepared ahead of time for this hurricane. Uh, my prayers go out to everybody in Florida and, and into the Carolinas. But you know what? Look at what Gavin Newsom has done. Gavin Newsom lowered the production of oil in California by 80,000 barrels and bought 50,000 barrels from Putin every day. He, he's made our grid even smaller and then tries to outlaw a gas-powered cars, and then tells you you can't charge up your electric cars. <laughs> right. The grid won't work. Exactly. He has shown every way wrong. And you know what? We pay 50% more for our electricity in California based upon what Gavin Newsom has done to us. And you just take a simple – you want a simple vote about it. How many, how many people have left California and moved to Florida? That's how right. How many people from Florida moved to California? Yeah. They'll get it. It's a yeah. one-way ticket. It's a one-way, Congressman Kevin McCarthy. But, you know, one of the things that Governor Ron DeSantis has done, and it shows what the Republicans are are focused on, is he actually, as governor, removed a prosecutor who was a leftist, who didn't believe in prosecuting crime, who believed in coddling criminals, and could care less about the victims. Gavin Newsom has never done that. Crime is out of control in Los Angeles and Oakland and all through California. And that's what the Republicans bring to the table, a belief in law and order. You know, you talk about all of those different foundations for your commitment to America, you know, a safe border, a strong economy, you know, giving parents the the dignity that they deserve as the parents of children in school. Since when do the teachers are, since when are they in a better place to determine what our children should learn? And then the governor, the government back him up but with the, calling them domestic terrorists. Yeah, last question to you, uh, Congressman Kevin McCarthy. You know, this election will determine whether or not you'll be Speaker of the House. What do you think the chances are of Republicans? What are the races that you're most concerned about? And what can we do? Because it's not just where we live. This is about America as a whole. You're 100 percent right. This is a to me, this is a once in a 50 year election. I mean, we've got to have some check and balance in Washington. We've watched what the problems these Democrats have done with no plan to fix it. Look, we only need five seats to win the majority. But you have to remember, no one gives you a majority. You have to earn it. So we need everybody to join with us. You, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or independent. You know you want a stronger America. You know what America is capable of, that this country is exceptional, that you can have a secure street, that you can have a nation that's safe, an economy that's strong, where you can fill up your gas tank, have money left over. You have a future that's built on a foundation of freedom where you have a say in your kids' education. We have races from Washington, from Oregon to California to New York to Florida, to North Carolina, all the ways in between to Iowa. We've got people running in Rhode Island we can win. Alan Fong, to, to Arizona with Juan Siscomani, to all that exciting the special election we had down in Texas. Maya Flores, being, absolutely. And you know what? You've got Monica De La Cruz right next to her. We can elect mm-hmm. three Republican Latinas. And it really shows an opportunity for this country. Wesley Hunt, John James, these are just some exciting candidates we have out there that they all served in the military, went to the academy. Right. Eli in Arizona is a Navy SEAL. Derek Van Orden up in Wisconsin, a former Navy SEAL, ready to serve his country again. Yep. Yep. And, you know, Congressman, when you talk about people who've served in the military, you know, these are people who understand 
law and order, chain of command, rules and regulations. You know, the left wants to forgive all crimes uh, that pretty much are property crimes. It's, it's almost as though you're on your own. If you own something, too bad if someone steals it from you. But the governor, the governor positions uh, are important, uh, but so, so is the House. And we want more than anything. I can tell you personally, uh, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, I want more than anything for you to take back the House and for you to be the speaker because we've got a lot to talk about. And one of the biggest embarrassment and black eyes to the United States was what Joe Biden did and the exit from Afghanistan. And that's what I want to have you guys look into as we go forward. Now, anyway, any go ahead. Any last thoughts? I promise. I promise you we'll do that. And on the very first day, you know what our first bill is going to be? What? We're going to repeal the 87,000 IRS. Because ah. we should be here to help you, not to go after you. Oh, that is so important. Remember, uh, what's her name? Uh, the, uh, the the Obamas, Lori, what was her name? She pled the fifth. They were oh, using the yes. 501c3. Uh yes. To go after conservatives, I'm thinking LL were her initials. But anyway, we don't want the persecution and the weaponization of the IRS to go after Americans. If anything, 87,000 new people, put them in the police uh, departments. Congressman Kevin McCarthy, I appreciate your time. Love you to death. Thank you so much. I know how busy you are. Commitment to America, everybody. Look it up. It matters. Thank you. Thank you, Judge. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. That's a gavel. Anyway, uh, we I was trying to figure LL for the IRS. It was Lois Lerner, everybody. You remember her when the Obama administration decided that they were going to weaponize the IRS and go after uh, those people who were creating 501c3s. And I'm telling you, as sure as I am speaking with you right now, that that is the intent of the Biden administration by adding 87,000 new IRS agents at a cost of, I believe, $80 billion, with a B. And they have decided that many of them should be able to carry weapons. I mean, what does that mean? They come to your house and and they threaten you? Uh, And that is one reason. and, And probably the only reason you need to make sure that we get Republicans into the House, which has the power of the purse, the power to decide where money is being spent. And I am not saying that there are not cases of uh, that the IRS needs to prosecute. I'm not saying that at all, folks. What I'm telling you is this. As they defund the police, as we watch people being victimized across the United States, no provocation random attacks on people we need more police we don't need more irs 
agents. As we watch 2 million people cross the border in one year and 900 thousand getaways or gotaways we need more more border patrol officers who says we need more irs agents what is that about you have to ask yourselves we have a government now where they started in the obama administration telling you what you could say and how you could say it that's called political correctness And now what they're doing is they are weaponizing the Department of Justice to go after parents. They are domestic terrorists. If they want to tell the teachers, you can't teach my children about sexual identity if my child is in first grade. I'm not interested in it. And then the Department of Justice under the Democrats and the FBI are are told to sick those parents as domestic terrorists. Are you watching? Are you looking at the big picture here? We're going to tell you what you can say and how you can say it. We're going to tell you what your kids can can be taught, and we're going to decide it, not you parents. And if you parents try to get involved and go before the school board, we're going to sick the FBI after you. And now the next step, folks, is the IRS. They're going to intimidate you with 87,000 new IRS agents. Look. You heard it from uh, Kevin McCarthy, and you heard it from Michael Henry, who's running for the attorney general in New York. If you want law and order back, if you want a New York where the attorney general's office is not being weaponized to go after one person, one person in three years, one person, and instead you believe that Letitia James was wrong and that she should have been representing all of us and going after all those people who are scamming ordinary New Yorkers, then it's time to elect someone like Michael Henry to the Attorney General's office. And if you're tired of what's going on in Congress, it is time to move the Republicans into the House. I don't want to hear any more about what I can say or what I'm being called. 75 million Americans were called semi-fascists by the President of the United States. They are trying to divide us. They are trying to make us hate each other. They are ginning up hate. And that's what's going on in America. And that's what happened in a case that no one's talking about, where a guy, a 41-year-old, drove his truck over an 18-year-old college student because he thought he was a Republican extremist. That's the kind of hate they're ginning up, and that's not the kind of country that we need to be a part of. We can vote them out of office. We can make sure that America is the land of the free and the home of the brave. The only way to do that, folks, is to go out and vote. So as far as I'm concerned, it is a a clear distinction between the left and the right. Now, I can't believe that we're out of time already. I want you to make sure that you join us right back here next week, same time, same place. We're going to go over what happened during the week, all the craziness, but make sure you come back and join us at the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Have a great day, everyone. Take care of yourself. Be safe. And make sure you read The Commitment to America. I think you're going to like it. God bless.